Welcome to an episode of Small Bites by Mirapod Taste Buds. We are your buds, Melissa. And Emily. And today's episode is all about succotash. So this simple and delicious dish features corn, beans, and other vegetables in a nourishing dish that's of Native American origin. Succotash comes from the Narragansett word misikotash. Misikatash. <laughs> That's pretty good. Meaning, yeah, right? Meaning boiled corn kernels. <laughs> and that was likely served at the first Thanksgiving. So it was originally made from field corn, native shell beans, and some sort of protein, either bear, fish, beef, <laughs> or salt pork. We're not sure. <laughs> but the traditional Sakatash recipe has morphed to feature sweet corn and lima beans. They introduced the stew to the struggling colonial immigrants, poor people, mm-hmm. composed of, of ingredients unknown in Europe at the time, which is so wild to think about because it's like the most basic of ingredients that I 100%. use 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it gradually became a standard meal in the settlers' kitchens. So it most often contained, as we said, like corn, bean, and squash, which is the three sisters, which the natives cultivated together in distinct mounds. So we've talked a little bit about that before in our Native American episode. If you haven't listened to that, definitely listen to that one. There's a lot of great facts in there. But there was winter succotash, which was made from dried corn, dried beans, and pumpkin. Or like a summer succotash, which had fresh sweet corn, shelling beans, and tender summer squash. So there's usually also fresh or dried meat or fish that were common additions. It's weird to think of dried meat in there, but I could see it being good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, plus, like, you just have to think about how things were preserved back then. You know, it's like, yeah, either that's you're true. Gonna, it's the only you, way. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way. It's like, do you, if you don't have it fresh, you don't have it at all. <laughs> or you yeah. have it dry. So, you know. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> do you want it or not? <laughs> <laughs> In many recipes, salted pork belly or bacon is flavored, while others call it, uh, while others may call for milk, butter, or cream. Some recipes use both or require tomatoes or pimientos from a jar. Mm-hmm. In some parts of the American South, any mixture of vegetables prepared with lima beans and topped with lard or butter is considered succotash, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I also literally don't think I've ever had succotash. Not which, like that. I don't even know if I've had one like that was literally like called a succotash. I feel like maybe at like a fancy restaurant, actually some bougie people were like, this is a succotash. Uh, under, like underneath something like as a base but i yeah. don't know and i think i'm gonna try and make one this fall i like really want to like make something delicious and savory and like healthy so i, I probably yeah. don't want to hit it with too much butter but i want it to be still delicious so but it seems yeah. like a, a fun thing to make especially in the fall with like all the stuff from the farm Oh my god, yeah, you'd have an amazing like harvest succotash yeah. for sure. Yeah. Does like uh cowboy caviar count as like a succotash or no it because is, there's no squash? It is really close to that. That's actually the first thing that came to my mind when I was reading about this because yeah. that is a delicious and I've had that many a mm-hmm. time. It's close. But it's yeah, also it's got two out of the three at least, you yeah, know, corn and yeah. beans for sure. Yeah, but yeah, it is like a a little bit different of a vibe. So I don't know. But I think as close as I may have come to eating succotash. <laughs> Why we really know of succotash may be from Looney Tunes. An yeah. exclamation of annoyance and surprise 
made by the infamous Sylvester the Cat character. Hell yeah, suffering succotash. That's actually why I was like, I need to do this episode because I honestly don't really know what succotash is. And I was like, not sure if you had it. Let's figure out <laughs> yeah. why, what it is. Do I want to have it? What's going on? So yeah. <laughs> it's actually a euphemism for the like curse phrase, suffering savior, which I was also like, excuse me. But apparently there was obviously a rejection of profanity in the mid 1800s in the Victorian age. So mm-hmm. the common people developed a wide variety of of ways to avoid swearing or taking the Lord's name in vain or holy names. So they were used for swearing or other types of interjections. So with time, these came to be kind of hilarious and have a mildly comedic effect. And obviously people today are not so concerned about blasphemy because we have worse problems, as this person said on like a message board. And I was like, yes, Paul V. Yes. Facts. <laughs> facts. Uh. There are a few examples of this, like crikey is supposedly from Christ, cripes from Christ. I say cripes for sure. Yeah. G's for Jesus, <laughs> dang nabbit for dam- damnation. Hell yeah. And suffering succotash for suffering savior. Never heard of that one. <laughs> I know. Now you know. Also, there's today's shut the front door. Same, same vein. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly love those little like euphemisms so Me too. i'm here for it Me too. but i also love to cuss so both oh yeah <laughs> well like now that we have kids in our lives i'm like realizing yeah. i have to start like bringing some of these back i have to start yeah. bringing in you know shut the front door i think and suffer and save crikey her. crikey's gonna be the next, next crikey. one for me <laughs> crikey <laughs> i can't wait for aurora to say that yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good it's adorable <laughs> dang nabbit's oh. always a solid one too but yeah mm-hmm. there's lots of good ones <laughs> well enjoy the fall harvest people get yourself some succotash and tell us how it is mm-hmm.